This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Cheat pan meals are one of those things that a lot of people promise will be quick, easy, and give you less cleanup than a weeknight meal. And I don't actually think that that's true. I do think that they can be satisfying weeknight meals and a little bit hands-off, but I actually think that most cheat pan meals require more than one cheat pan, which makes them like more cleanup. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Today, we're going to be myth-busting the lore of easy sheet pan meals. <laughs> but before we dive into that, this is your kindly weekly reminder that we have the best community on the internet and we'd love for you to join us. We do, and we would. There's a free area that absolutely anyone can join with just an email address. And then there's a support group that gives you more access to recipe ideas, private Q&As with both of us, as well as exclusive episodes every single month. Two of them, guys. Two whole other episodes. We also have a quarterly cocktail hour, which is so fun. And it always is hosted with a huge giveaway. And if you can't join our community or become a supporting member right now, you can always support Didn't I Just Feed You by leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen. All right, let's talk about it. I know you feel really passionately about this one, Megan. So I want you to jump in because you want to talk about how it's all BS. I mean, this whole not, easy sheet pan meal. <laughs> not to be petty crocker. Do it. About it. But I feel much like this is like the caramelized onion myth where people are like, oh, cook the onions for eight minutes and they'll be caramelized, which never happens. (laughs) I feel like 
Cheat pan meals are one of those things that a lot of people promise will be quick, easy, and give you less cleanup than a weeknight meal. And I don't actually think that that's true. I think there's a little bit of headlining that happens in food media with all of that. I do think that they can be satisfying weeknight meals and a little bit hands-off, but I actually think that most sheet pan meals require more than one sheet pan, which makes them like more cleanup. That is fascinating. So <laughs> we are going to get to tips for how to make yes. better sheet and pan recipes dinners. that we recommend, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yes. don't worry, we will get to that. This won't just be all Petty Crocker. But <laughs> I do have to say that I was like, oh, I don't know that I agree. Like, let me think it through. And when I thought it through, I realized it's because I don't really make many sheet pan meals. Mm. And if I investigate that further, it might be because you're right that I'm like, this isn't going to come out well the way it's written. And then with the exception of one recipe that I do love, the idea of taking out two sheet pan meals or sheet pan and then doing something in my pan, I'm like, well, that defeats the point. Right. So why would I do that? I, this Maybe is you're right. I know. I know. I'm I'm what? thinking it through in real time with you. I know. So, no. okay. The one exception is the sheet pan bibimbap from the New York Times. We've mentioned it many, many times. Which we both love. We both love we it. It requires two sheet pans. And for me, there's a logic behind it and the payoff is great. So the second sheet pan is to crisp the rice. And that's worth it. And that's a really smart technique. Yes. So I'm down. Yes. But to get some like average or even slightly above average plate of crispy chicken and roasted vegetables. Okay. I think there are better ways to do that. Even yeah, though. Yeah. And also like meh. Yeah. Even though we definitely have a sheet pan chicken and vegetables. We do. <laughs> recipe on our site. And I also make sheet pan gnocchi all the time. And that I know is going to say. And that works. Okay, so what is it about the sheet pan gnocchi that you feel like works? And do you feel like it's enough to feed your whole family at this point, especially knowing that the boys have growing appetites? No. So if I have to do two sheet pans, which I do for that one, yeah, I feel like that's a volume issue and not a failure of the recipe issue. Fair. And so then it's like the crispy rice. Then I'm like, okay, well, that's just what I have to do to get enough. I don't like store-bought gnocchi any other way. I, like boiling store-bought gnocchi just feels like tasteless dough balls to me. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, it does. I don't think, I, I think they're super convenient. I'm sure if I just douse them in sauce and put a tons of cheese on top right, and baked like, it, like it, you looked for a specific brand right. and yeah. you did all this taste testing, but like who has time for that? I, really? It, it's just not that interesting to me. But this I really like because it's different than pasta and you get a really nice texture. It just yes. feels like something different than I would make. Every time I boil gnocchi, I'm like, I just wish I had pasta right now. Yes. And it's just as easy. So I like that about it. And it really does come together so quickly and easily. And my kids like it. There you go. Yes. That should, that's like at least number two reason. It's yeah. easy and your kids like it. So does that answer your question? It does sort of answer my question. I think it actually just backs up for me what I think about sheet pan meals. And to be honest, like 
uh, besides the bibimbap and the sheet pan gnocchi, what I do as sheet pan meals most often is like frozen chicken nuggets and tater tots. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like not even from scratch, but I think sheet pans are a great tool for like components of meals that maybe we don't rely on enough. Like on kitchen, I wrote a home, a sheet pan home fries recipe that I love and I still use. It's not necessarily quick cooking, but I love it as a tool for meal prep. We have a frittata burrito recipe on Didn't I Just Feed You, which makes a sheet pan frittata, which is like super fast cooking. But I wouldn't serve just the frittata portion as a meal and have my family be satisfied by it. I'd have to make like a veggie side or I'd have to make those home fries and then I'm dirtying two sheet pans at that point. Or I'm just making the frittata to fill burritos. So yeah, I feel like there are very few and far between sheet pan recipes that I love and go to on a regular basis, but I kind of want to have my mind changed about it because a sheet pan seems like a great tool and something that we both love. Yeah. I mean, I really love, and it's a popular recipe. It does seem like other people love it. My uh, sheet pan shawarma. I have not made that yet. Does, does that make me a bad business partner? No, not at all. Okay. I've not made all of your recipes, but that one's really great. So let's break down why I think that's great. Actually. Okay. I think this is a I good thing to do. I think this is great. Do. I love this. So I think it's great because first of all, with shawarma, you are kind of expecting a little bit of a, a mess of stuff. And I say mess in a positive way, right? Like you want some like soft onions. You might finish with some raw onions as well, but there's really only like onions and tomatoes, which give it a little bit of a juiciness. And then it's mostly this chicken that's been marinated. And then you can wrap it all in bread. You can serve it over rice too. But that's the thing that it's not the kind of sheet pan meal where just on its own, you're going to take the sheet pan out and every single thing you're going to eat at dinner is there. You're going to also put tzatziki, which gives a different temperature, a different texture. Like I said, you might finish with some raw onions, which gives a nice little like sharpness and also brightness. And you're going to have bread or rice. And then I like serving it with a little like Greek chopped salad, which is literally just like chopped tomatoes and cucumbers. So, you know, those dinners that promise that when you pull out the sheet pan from the oven, every single thing you need to eat is on the sheet pan itself. You're just getting one texture, <laughs> one yes. cooking. There's no dynamics to the meals. And then if you add those dynamics, you're actually cooking other things, which I think is okay when the recipe is written well. Like what I like about the sheet pan shawarma is that you get this super flavorful chicken and that part's hands off. And that actually frees you to make a little tzatziki and a little salad, which if you were cooking something on the stovetop, cooking the chicken rather on the stovetop, and then you needed to think about a vegetable and tzatziki and a salad, it's like F you. I can't do that. Like that's just too much right now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I do. And I think there's magic to unlock there for not just sheet pan meals, but for all weeknight meals for busy home cooks, which is that inactive cooking, like where you put the one pan, one pan is in the oven and you don't have to babysit. 
it so you're freed up to make the other yes. delicious bits. Yes. yes. So, you know, I guess maybe that's what we're landing on is the idea that you're going to throw everything on a pan, you're going to pull it out, dinner's done. And, you know, you were changing into pajamas while everything was in the oven or, you know, you're doing yeah. something else completely different, helping the kids with the homework. That to me does feel like a little bit of a myth. Yes, there is. And I'm going to look up a recipe and put it in the show notes, but there, there are a couple of sheet pan meals by Melissa Clark at the New York times that I do think deliver on that promise somewhat. And what she does is she finishes with a quick yogurt sauce drizzle and a sprinkling of arugula. And what I like about that is like a yogurt sauce, maybe you've made it ahead or it literally takes five seconds to make or like a tahini sauce or whatever. And then when you're just sprinkling greens on top, you can buy pre-washed and that you can really just open the clamshell, throw it on top and serve. And there you do get some dynamics. You know, you get your roasted cauliflower and chicken that you've flavored and roast at the same time. And then you have that cooling cold sauce and those fresh crisp greens on top. Yes. And you're hitting on a little bit of a secret to sheet pan cooking or pulling off sheet pan meals, which is, and we talked about this with other things too, from ramen to bowl cooking is like finishing. So always having a sauce. One of my complaints about a lot of the standard like chicken and veggie recipes is that when you do have like just one texture or just one flavor going on off of the sheet pan, they can feel either flat or just straight up like dusty and bland. <laughs> <laughs> and like having a sauce as a component to a sheet pan meal and finishing with something fresh might be one of the secrets to sheet pan cooking. Yeah, right. I do think yes. that that's a huge piece of it. Let's dive into what you think or what we think individually. We probably both have a wealth of ideas between the two of us are some secrets to better sheet pan cooking. So if we're, especially if we're saying like uh, the idea of like a sheet, a whole sheet pan meal is kind of a myth, but like we both, I love sheet pans. You love sheet pans. Can we talk about like some secrets for better sheet pan cooking? Yeah. So I think that one of the main things is to think about cooking time and pairing mm -hmm. proteins and vegetables that are cooking the same amount of time. If you do want to do that thing of just throw everything on a sheet pan, put it in the oven, and now I want to walk away and go deal with something else and come back and have dinner and be nearly done. Otherwise, you have to think about cooking in stages. So if you're doing a sheet pan fish... You don't want to, not that this even sounds very good, but you wouldn't want to throw <laughs> carrots or Brussels sprouts on there. Right. It'd be more like green beans, right? Asparagus. Exactly. Yeah. If you're throwing bone in skin on chicken, like thighs, then that's the time for the, you know, thicker cut squash or... Those carrots, Brussels sprouts or those, those potatoes. Yes, yes. Exactly. So I think that that's a big one. And I think that that takes a little bit of either picking the right recipe, of course, or strategy and brain power that helps make sheet pan meals pay off, but perhaps is the kind of thinking you don't want to do when you're feeling desperate for a quick sheet pan meal. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. 
The other thing I would say, like in just to back that up is if you do choose proteins and vegetables, like maybe you're just trying to make something out of like what's left in the fridge. And so you can't be as like picky about the ingredients, but you want to use a sheet pan is to make your proteins and your veggies like similar shapes and sizes. So if you have chicken breasts, instead of like trying to roast the chicken breasts whole, cutting them into a similar size as the veggies will help them cook better together. Also, one of my favorite tips is um, preheating the sheet pan with nothing on it, especially if you're trying to get like crispy chicken thighs or you're trying to brown a pork tenderloin, preheating it while you preheat the oven will give you basically like a flat top effect and you can throw your protein and veggies on there and get a little sear, which helps with the texture and flavor thing. And then the idea, I know we're, we we have this fantasy like, oh, set it and forget it, sheet pan cooking, but there is something to be said about like, okay, I want potatoes, but I my other veggie is green beans. So like, I'm going to start the potatoes first and then add the green beans during like the last five minutes of cooking. There can be some staggering in sheet pan cooking that is not difficult. It's just like opening up the oven, throwing stuff on, tossing and throwing it back in that will actually give you better textures and flavors. Totally. And speaking of better textures and flavors, I think it's important to season your elements separately Mm. because often (laughs) When you just season everything with the same seasoning mix, you're just getting a bunch of cooked with the same flavor. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, roasting does bring out some like natural caramelization, but depending on what you're cooking, cooking it pretty fairly heavily. This isn't like blanching green beans, you know, where you're going to get nice, crispy, snappy, bright flavored green beans. Everything's going to taste a little earthier. It's going to have that roasted feel to it. And when everything is seasoned all the same, it becomes really one note and bland in my opinion. Yes, I agree. For some reason that reminded me of a tip I use for cookie baking. This is so weird, but you know, if you do like cut out cookies, occasionally you'll have a couple that are like thicker than the other ones. I always put the thicker cookies on the edge of the baking sheet and the Mm -hmm. thinner ones on the inside because the edge is hotter. So if you're trying to get like different textures or different browning for different ingredients, putting some things along the edges that you want to get really browned is one of those like intuitive cook things that like I just do, but I don't think about doing and that can make your sheet pan meal even better. Yes. Well, that brings up a whole other thing is like understanding placement on the sheet pan, right? That's basically what you're talking about. And for your oven too, like is your back left corner really hot? That would be the place to get some browning. Yeah. And also understanding that like some things are going to weep, you know what I mean? If you have delicate fish and then you have bok choy that might release a lot of liquid as it cooks, you know, thinking about how to place them so that all that liquid just doesn't run or like cherry tomatoes, you want them to pop, but they're going to release a whole bunch of liquid. What is that liquid going to, you know, seep into and does it work? That's when you might need a separate sheet pan or... I sometimes even just use a little bit of aluminum foil, like to help make a divider, like I'll line half with aluminum foil and make a little like ridge standing up 
That way the bok choy liquid will run under the aluminum foil that the fish is on and the fish isn't getting soaked. Oh gosh. Now I want to talk about aluminum foil. Yeah. (laughs) You can do the little like dam that you're talking about, but you can also put things in packets on cheap hands to keep the juices from like contaminating everything else or seasoning everything else. Uh, But also that's a great way to like steam cook some vegetables. And then you can always open up the packet to get some moisture cooked off. I also need to know, are you lining your sheet pans with aluminum foil before you make a sheet pan meal as a rule or is it case by case Mm. basis? So it depends on the sheet pan. When I'm very tired or it's going to be something that's going to get really crusty and it's going to require soaking the sheet pan afterwards, sometimes I will, even though it mitigates the final result, just because easy cleanup trumps everything. I do have a couple of new sheet pans that clean so beautifully that I don't worry about it as much. I also, on this tip, want to talk about the cooling rack being something that helps you create levels. Mm. Like you can layer broccolini underneath, put the cooling rack, and then put like chicken on top. The drippings will drip down, but you get a little bit of separation. It also gives you some space. It does get a little bit like at first, you're kind of like pressing down on the broccoli. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm smashing these veggies. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. Like, cause they'll, they'll, you know, they'll get lower as they cook and it works. But back to the aluminum foil, do you use aluminum foil to line your sheet pans? Almost never. And I almost always regret it. I just yeah. think you get a better texture, but then there is the moment where you're like, there is like stuck on onions and maple syrup, miso sauce, like in this one corner that I feel like I'm never, ever going to get rid of. I'd like to be in a better habit of it, of, of either using aluminum foil or even just throwing down like a half a sheet of parchment under yes. something that's super totally. sticky. I do love the freedom of the the idea, like I could cover half the pan for like the really sticky stuff and then still get the crispy texture that I want of like direct contact with the sheet pan on the other side. I haven't yet done that, but now this is like getting me a little bit excited to actually cook things on my sheet pan. I know. Here's another thing. And this I use in the, the sheet pan shawarma to use your broiler. Yes. So, right. Sometimes you can take things out, you know, and you have that kind of uniformity that we've been talking about as being a bummer, but then scoop out all the vegetables, leave the chicken there and then put the chicken under the broiler or whatever it is, you know, the fish skin side up. And then you get a little bit of crisp and you're starting to vary the texture too. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about the sheet pans specifically and types of sheet pans and other tools for making better sheet pan meals. But we've got to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor. It's that season, Stacy. New year, <laughs> new you. <laughs> Listen, longtime listeners know that isn't our bag. You guys, we like you just the way you are. But if you are looking to freshen up your skincare routine, look no further. We are obsessed with Matter of Fact skincare. Matter of Fact has launched with two patent pending products that we've both been using for a while now. The Asorbic Acid 20 Brightening Sea Serum and the Minimalist Hydrating Cream. The two products work together in a very simple daily routine that we've both been easily able to maintain. 
The vitamin C serum goes on once a day and the hydrating cream morning and night. And the results are in healthy looking glowy skin all year long. It's amazing that Matter of Fact makes both of us feel great given that we have totally different skin types, skincare habits, and makeup routines. It's true, but even more than that, we both love that Matter of Fact is committed to making innovative products and giving us straightforward, evidence-based information. As someone who's been overwhelmed by skincare choices and information, I can tell you how hard that is to find. Skincare doesn't have to be confusing or complicated. Whether you're looking to improve the look of skin brightness, fine lines, or your overall skin texture, give Matter of Fact a try this new year. Go to matterfact.com and enter the code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 15% off. That's matterofact.com code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you. Last year, both Stacy and I discovered Nutrafol, a supplement that supports healthy hair growth by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. We've been so thrilled with the results that in 2022, we want to make sure every woman knows about Nutrafol, because as it turns out, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through seasons when hair loss and thinning are normal, like postpartum and premenopausal, and all the times in between. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, and more than 1,500 doctors recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. Most importantly, Nutrafol is 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results. And major bonus, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and my favorite, better skin and nails. No matter your stage in life or whether you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, hormonal changes, overstyling, or some other reason, there's a Nutrafol product for you. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for personalized product recommendations. Grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code D-I-J-F-Y to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus get free shipping on every order. That's $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code D-I-J-F-Y. Megan, I know you want to talk about tools, and that's where we'll end, but can we talk about one other thing? Of course. Because we talked about finishing. I think we kind of covered that, right? It's important to finish a little yogurt sauce, a little vinaigrette, whatever it is. But also remember that there are some things you can roast that you can add to the sauce and the finishing too. Mm. So like if you're roasting a bunch of, you know, things that you want to finish with a, I don't know, a Mexican or Tex-Mex flavor. Throw some, like throw a jalapeno on the sheet pan too at the same time, or some garlic cloves or some serranos or an onion that you can then throw in the blender with cilantro, with sour cream, with some lime juice that you can make a really zippy sauce with. That's a little bit extra, but sometimes those extra things are helpful to make a sheet pan meal feel like it's actually delicious and worth it. (laughs) 
I feel like it wouldn't, you wouldn't be you if there wasn't something a right, little, a little extra, extra from you in every a episode. A little extra. I was going to say new rule for 2022. We're only, we're always roasting a whole head of garlic anytime we're making a sheet. Yes, I'm into it. I like, love why not? Get in that habit. Again, this is like for your future self. And, and maybe you use a little bit for that night's dinner. You make like a garlic aioli to go with some roasted shrimp and pieces of corn and potatoes as like a sheet pan boil sort of situation. And then you have garlic for future meals too, to turn into dressings, to turn into sauces. Really, anytime you're heating up the oven, Throw a, throw a head of garlic in there. Do it. Okay. Let's finish up by talking about actual sheep hands. Okay. I cannot say enough great things about finding your local restaurant supply store and going and buying four of the like $10 sheep hands. I don't own any sheep hands that do not have a rim. That is just like one of those things in my life. I, anytime I go visit a friend and they have like a cookie sheet with no rim, I'm like, let me give you the gift of sheep pans. Oh my gosh, that's so aggressively helpful. But like, you do not need to be pulling your sheet pan meal out and having your chicken slide off because there's no rim on it at all. We just can't do that anymore. And then I do have a couple of nonstick sheet pans that like were gifted to me. And I'm not actually sure how I feel about them. I feel like they don't get as brown and crispy when you cook on them, but they're great for cookie and cake baking. Okay. I love my new nonstick sheet pans. Okay. They're just USA pan. Great company. Again, like that's one of those yep. I would recommend if you don't have a restaurant supply source, order those online. I would say that a majority of my sheet pans are, like you said, they're just restaurant, cheapy choppy, quarter, half. I don't, I think I do have a couple of full size, but that's a little crazy. I don't think most people need that. Do they I think, even fit in a standard oven? I guess they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's not really necessary. But my nonstick sheet pans were, <laughs> Mike washes all the dishes and he requested it because those restaurant ones are just, what are they? Aluminum, stainless yeah, steel, aluminum, right? Aluminum. aluminum. And they they can be tough to cook, hence the aluminum foil. So I agree with you. You're not going to get the same crisp, but also I'm like, I don't really care. I love a good cleanup and I've got the broiler to finish. Yeah. Like where if I really feel like that crisp is missing, I can just pop in the broiler for, you know, three to five minutes and I get a little extra crisp on top. Normally when I'm making a sheet pan meal, the goal is really ease and quick. And that's the priority if I'm making it in the first place. But again, I was saying I don't make tons of sheet pan meals. So fair. Also, I think as a general rule, most sheet pan meals are written for the half sheet pan. Yes. But I love the, the idea. Again, something I haven't put into practice yet. Taking a sheet pan meal that maybe you feel like is not cooking fast enough, or maybe you're getting too much, too much juice from the cherry tomatoes and you want to roast them separately. Like you could dirty four quarter sheet pans, which are the smaller ones and sort of like create cooking quadrants in your oven. And then those are small enough that they're easy to throw in the dishwasher. Do you throw your sheet pans in the dishwasher? Generally speaking, no, because I, I feel don't like either. they're a space hog, but the quarter sheet pans are small enough that they'll go in there. They will, but isn't that bad for them? 
I, I don't we know. Never, if it is, I'm doing it. Oh, we don't put ours <laughs> in. And I was just wondering, I was thinking out loud, even though size-wise, you may be cooking the same <laughs> amount of surface space, somehow cooking or washing four sheet pans, even though they're smaller, seems annoying because it's four times the number of corners and crevices. <laughs> but maybe, yeah. Right. I don't know. I, think I know. These- As I said it, I was like, okay, well, but you could use one quarter sheet pan to do like your tomatoes and then yes, your other for sheet sure. pan. But also we regularly use our quarter sheet pans for nacho night. And that is one totally, time so where- I do line it with foil, like even just very loosely, like a sheet of foil just sat on top so that everyone can build their own nachos, get exactly what they want. And then I, I just throw away the foil and don't do very much cleanup. on A hundred percent. I feel like we have a lot of really good tips in this episode. At the same time, I feel like we've asked a lot of questions. <laughs> so, so you know what we're going to say, right? Yes. Of course, it's my favorite thing to say. You know who's going to have tons of recipe inspiration for us. Our Didn't I Just Feed You listeners community. We hope that you've joined us there. If if not, join for free at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. Or if you want those bonus episodes and other goodies, join our supporting community. You can also keep in touch with us on Instagram where we're at Didn't I Just Feed You or by signing up for a newsletter. And you guys, I actually want you to go to these places and prove us wrong. I want your favorite sheet pan meals. We want to test them. We want to, we love being proven wrong as much as we like being right. Yes. <laughs> right? Is that weird? But I think it's no, true. Because we learn from Plus it. Plus the myth. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're already a subscriber, leave us a rating or review. They don't just bring us joy. They also help other busy home cooks find us. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.